It did, yes. It definitely, from being, like I said, when you spoke to Steve Johnson, when you talked about being an organ to an organization, that's when it happened. That's the shift point. Oh, boy. 2010. Why, why, why do you think that is, man? Why, why do you think that makes it a shift? Why is that, why is that important to tell in this story? My name is Aldo Martin, and this is the Reclamation Podcast. I think, I think it's always important. Like I said, one of the things that attracted me for your podcast wasn't a lot of just people just being vengeful and being venting about the ICC. There was also, there was a sort of a mix and backs, and it wasn't all bad. There was a reason why a lot of people did stay. And I think it's very important for us to say that because if we have people who are still in the ICOC or the ICC listen to this, they would go, you know what, I can see this guy is genuine because it's not just ranting on the church, just saying the church is a cult and they're just, you know, brainwashed um, demons, you know, they're actually <laughs> genuine people. And I think, uh, yeah, so that was definitely the shift when that happened. And we definitely, the people that were based in London definitely felt it. In fact, it got so bad that the the camp, the interim campus minister that was trying to, he had a full-time job, you know, I think he was selling cars at the time and doing the campus ministry, as soon as the leadership from um, LA came, we thought that obviously they'll make the interim campus minister, the full-time campus minister, but they just said, no, you're no longer campus minister. There's someone else on our team. And that peed him off. Oh. Yeah. Ooh. How did the people react to that? There was there was a mixed bag. There was definitely a lot of uh, um, quermanings as well because what tends to happen, we see Americans as very arrogant and very, very, you know, in your face. And, very, very, um, very brash. Very brash. And that yeah. happened a lot. And if you know, if you come to the UK, we don't like that. We don't like that at all. And that got a lot of people the wrong way. So he eventually, obviously, the interim campaign minister got embittered and he eventually didn't leave the church. He left the London church and went back to LA to be with the, at the time, the former London leader, the one I met in the near the shopping center. So now this happens, but eventually it starts to add up to the point that you leave. Yeah, it took a, it was a it was a long process, you know, and stuff like that. So do you want me to start? Or tell how tell, I left tell or? us about it. Tell us about it. Okay, so I had in my time there, I had struggled a lot in terms of my mental health. You know, you know, most of my time I was really, really depressed. Oh, wow. And yeah, and sometimes when you are quite excited and, you know, I'm going to be open about it, maybe you liked a certain sister, but the loopholes you had to do to, you know, to get to sort of get permission to date the sister would be you had to be super fruitful, be on the sort of, sort of the career path to become an evangelist, that sort of thing. To be fair to it, though, it did motivate me to finish my education because I'm a, by trade, I'm an IT technician. and uh prior to that i kind of was i won't say a bum but i was just going from job to job working in as a barista in starbucks doing the odd job but no concrete you know plan for my future ahead and i think there was a sister i was interested in so i thought so one of the things that you need to get your life together so that kind of did motivate me to finish off my um uh, to finish off my IT qualifications and which i'm still using for today so there was some benefit towards it so I, I, you know, that that goes back to this whole thing. These 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 um 
these a mixed bag to use your term mixed bag yeah. feelings with the church because mm-hmm. there was some real concrete benefits because it really helped you to get your life together it did yeah it did, it did. right and, and and that's and i think that was the same thing for myself and a few others mm-hmm. I, I, I dare i say many of us but yeah that was an obvious tangible difference that it made in your life so mm-hmm. and what's not to like about that but but go on. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, so I got myself together. So I figured to myself, yes, I've got this. I've got a well-paying job now in IT now. So surely I sh- it should be. Um, I should get the um, the green light. The girls, the green lights and stuff like that. But did it happen in the end? And I remember it was so weird because it wasn't just me. Because I think at this time, this sister was probably one of the most sought-after sisters in the whole in the whole movement and stuff like that. But and I know there was a uh brother that was interested in her they're ma- they're married now and um i used to feel resentment towards it you know well, how come he's so awesome and i'm like and that was the culture it bred you see so you know naturally if someone you know in the church likes a sister and it works so you say good for you but it didn't create that it created a a, a level of competition a, a, a feeling of resentment and sometimes there was a time where this brother, he was training to be an, uh, an evangelist and he fell into serious, you know, sin and obviously was embarrassed. And I was like going, yes, he's embarrassed now. So <laughs> and it's some, it's weird thought patterns that get, get, get created because of this dynamic of competition within the church culture. Can, can I ask you something? So Yeah, sure, brother. So if we're talking about this, 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 uh, uh, environment of competition. Mm-hmm. How is that any different from places outside of the church, though? Right, because mm-hmm. it seems like the world is a dog eat dog place. Yes. Why, yes. why? Why did this type of culture in the church? Why did that bother you, or what makes it different? I think because the, you you come to church to get away from that dog eat dog world. You know, you come to church. Church is supposed to be like a hospital where you get your healing from. Yeah. You know, there's a saying that says, I think spiritual abuse is probably the worst kind of abuse because if you have, if you've been verbally abused or even physically abused or sexually abused, at least the church is sanctuary for you to be healed. But if the sanctuary is hurting you, where else are you going to go? And stuff that's like well that. And I think that's, yeah, I think that's what, um, that's what got me the most because at the end of the day, I thought when I was a Christian, yes, I can understand me doing that, but this is supposed to be a place whereby what should really matter? Should both parties, um, do they love God and do they show fruits of that? But it seemed to be that you, you got to do this and this and this and baptize this and this and this before you even, you know, get an interview. So it's a bit like, you know, filling in about 10 application forms just to get an interview <laughs> for a job. It's, it's, it's supposed to be a refuge, but it, yeah. it turned out to, to not be a refuge. Yes. So yes. I, I do want to fast forward a little bit, though. Mm. I want to fast mm. forward. So you have these little, not little, but these specific things that are happening with you, things that you're noticing. Mm. What, what was the final straw, though, man? What made you say, you know what? I've had enough. I had my doubts for my, my time there. But because, like I said, it's, um, you know, you have some good days, you have some awesome days, some really bad days. And I think if it had just been that, I probably would have stayed because you build a lot of good connections and stuff like that. And I was quite well liked. You know, in fact, I wouldn't say I was anyway really 
ill-treated in my time in ICC. I would definitely, uh, didn't, definitely didn't face the wrath of the thing. What changed was my brother. Your now, my brother? brother's a yeah, my brother is a is a very is an intellectual guy. This guy knows his stuff. And he had issues with the because I'm more the agreeable type. You know, you know, some, what's the what's the saying? You know, get along to be alone or something oh, like yeah, that. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah, you got yeah, it. yeah, yeah. yeah, go, yeah uh, what yeah. is it? Uh, go along to get along. Yeah, because I was more like that. You know, I said, you know what? There's more. Yeah, they have thoughts, but hey, you know, blood X Y Z. My brother now he's very high IQ. Got a first class uh, in his um, first class honors in in his degree in education. So he has some issues with the um, some of the studies, and he was vocal about it. But his disciple could not um, could not um, answer his questions. Now they were trying to raise him up to be a leader. At the time, he was the worship leader of, of the church. So this guy is a five talent guy. So if you're talking about sharp people, this guy, my brother, was a sharp oh, guy. All right. Yeah. So he has doubts about this, but they don't answer his questions. Now, at the time, my brother was one of the highest givers in the church because he had a way paying job at the time. So, yeah. Go when, when you say givers, you talk about uh, monetarily? Monetarily, yeah. And okay. um, obviously, his talent being a song leader at the same time. So, so he's, he's the, really giving it his all. I mean, he's, 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 and he's a song leader? He has a song leader as well, yeah. So, you, so, so you're telling me this guy's smart? Yeah. He can sing and he's making some good dough? Yo, this guy's and a celebrity. And, and, and he's tall, he's six foot five as well. What the hell, man? <laughs> it's all dark and handsome. The full package, baby. Yo. <laughs> <laughs> hey, ladies, you hear that? Nah, anyway, go on, man. Go on, yeah. go on. So, but he has one thing I've always admired about my brother. He's not going to um, believe something unless he's absolutely convinced. And he was just plucking holes within the, the study and, and, and this and that. So he'll bring it like he'll do the right thing. He's actually a man of integrity. He'll okay. do the right thing whereby if he's got an issue. He wouldn't gossip about it. He will literally go through the proper channels because he's quite methodical because he's a very, very logical thinker. So he will say, okay, I'll go through what the church process is. Go to your discipler and explain these things. If not, go to X, Y, Z. So he goes to his discipler, and let me—I'll just be honest. His discipler wasn't the most, you know, high IQ person out there. You know, <laughs> it was just all he was was repeating the same talking points. Just continue seeking God, continue studying the Bible, continue evangelizing, and all these questions will be answered. I'm yeah. saying, no, I'm not that stupid, you know, and stuff like that. There's a reason for you, you know. I can see you're trying to raise me up, but I have these questions. So let cut the long story short. They don't answer it. They 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 sort of um, you know sort of what's the word I'm trying to use? Dance around it, or fog him up, and say like, oh, uh, you know, you know, let's not be. This it got so serious that he didn't stop giving. What he did was in his contribution, he didn't put his name on the envelope. Then this top leaders said, oh, what's going on now? For a few weeks now, he hasn't given. And that's when the leader of the church at the time, the new leader, got involved. Now, what happened? Yeah, well, sure. Hold, hold up, hold up. So your brother had concerns. Yes. And he respectfully yeah. voiced his concerns yeah. through the proper channels, like you say. Yes. And, and your brother was not getting answers to his satisfaction. Yes. So, <clears throat> for whatever reason, 
he decided to continue to give his monetary contribution. However, he decided to hand it in anonymously. Yes, exactly. And not not attach his name. Yes. So then, for whatever reason, that got the attention of the leadership because they noticed that his name was not attached to any contribution. Yes, exactly. Yes. And that made the leaders want to talk to him. Yes, exactly. Go on. So so they did talk to them. So to cut the long story short, they did the, what I call the wolf pack method. Wolf pack. So you had, so literally you have him and five and four other leaders in the church. I think they meet at the coffee shop and everything. And each one telling him he's not a Christian. He's prideful. What sexual things are you are? All the accusations you can think under the sun. And also there was also gaslighting where, but the leader will come to me and say, is your brother really struggling? Is he going through this? That sort of thing. Trying to fish around. So I could turn against my brother, which I did. In fact, I tell you the story. Things got so bad because at the time we were living together. Me, I don't know how we got away with this as a family. Me, my brother and my sister were all living in the same house with my mom. Mm-hmm. I don't know how we got away with that one. So we're quite unique in that aspect. So I think he, me at the time, um, and I take full responsibility for this. We had an argument over something to do with the the church and stuff. So it got a bit. It got so bad that, unfortunately, to my shame, me and him got into a physical fight over it. Oh wow! Yeah, and um, yes, it's probably one of the most shameful things I've ever done. It got so bad because my sister was there. She had to call the cops, the police, wow. <laughs> to separate us. Because my sister's only about five foot nine. She's no. not going to separate two six-foot guys <laughs> fighting each other. No. So they called the police, and uh, the police came. To be fair to the police, they, re- they realised it's just a domestic, it's nothing serious and stuff like that. But you can imagine the tension between both of us. What, why, were you guys, why were you guys fighting? No, he must have said something about the church, and it oh. triggered something in me, yes. So he yes. said something negatively about the church. Yes, yes. And it yes. offended you. It triggered me, yes, it did. Yes. Wow. Okay, go yeah. on, go on. Yeah. So I can't remember what, what the exact thing was, but he said something and he just literally said, you know what, I we just that's it. I just literally got triggered and switched and we went to blows. Man, so so you were you 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 were really sold out, man. I wouldn't say sold out, but you more have an attachment. It's a bit like um Listen, man, but- listen, listen, listen. Your introduction to the church. Yeah. <laughs> Was you coming to the physical defense of the leader? Yeah, of a leader, yes. That's your introduction. Yes. And now here we are in a situation where somebody says something ill of the church. Yes. And you took to arms. Yep, I did, yes. Look, not many people are doing that, man. Mm. And I'm not saying Mm. that to criticize or anything. I'm just saying Mm. to underline your level of commitment. Yeah. So the fact that you eventually left Mm. speaks volumes, (laughs) I think. But please, please continue. Mm. Yeah. So that happened. But, and obviously, when that physical thing got things things in the house, obviously, there's too much tension in the house that eventually I had to move out and I moved into a a brother's house. He was living in another side of London. And I stayed there for a, a few, I think a month or two, I believe, just for the situation to cool down. 
And at that time, my brother had left the church because he could not deal with the whole thing was just too much and stuff like that because he felt that everyone was against him. Not only the people from the church, but his also physical family was against him. So you can imagine how lonely he must have felt. And I, to this day, I feel I really feel really bad about it. But it gave me time because actually that was the catalyst for me to start leaving as well. Because after a few weeks now of just having, having the situation die down, I come back into the to my mom's place because he was still living with my mom at the time, and I just literally just go to him in you know in uh, repentance and sorrow and remorse to say, brother, I am so sorry for my action. And for the first time, I listened not to respond, but I listened to understand. And I told and he told me what he had been through, how he was not able to express how he was feeling when he when the leaders accused him of all sorts. They said some horrible things to him as well. He can argue his own, but you can't argue against four people. I don't care how smart you are. When you've got four people against you, no matter what you say, you start thinking, am I this? Am I that? And um, and that, for me, started my um, my journey. So I think I had spiritually had left probably soon after the conversation, but I was physically going for maybe about a year afterwards until I eventually said, there's no point of this hypocrisy. You know, I just, I'm just going to just walk out. Did your brother, did your brother forgive you? Yes, he did. We actually got on better terms since then. We actually got closer. Oh man. That's, I, I did not, uh, I wasn't expecting that. Everything that mm. you've said to me so far, Mr. Eni, I have not mm. expected. You are, you are, you are <laughs> one of one. You are one of one. Thank you. So thank, far. you thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. So, so then eventually right. you left and mm. you and your brother made a, made amends, which I'm, mm. I'm very happy to hear. Mm. And what was life like after? Um, it's like anything else. When you when you leave the uh, organization for four years, you start thinking. You start, um, you know, thinking that what they say is it going to be true? Because there was anecdotal evidence that some people that left just literally went downhill and everything. Even though I knew more, more of the Bible that that wasn't really true, because you've been told it such so many times, you start thinking, could it be true? You know, and stuff like that. So uh, at first, I got a bit scared going to the shopping mall, thinking, am I going to bump into these guys? Am I going to, um, <laughs> you know, is something going to trigger me? Could they convince me to come back? And stuff like that. And I was really scared to leave my house, scared to that I might bump into them. But, um, but over time, because at the time I had gone back to my current church that I am at, in at the moment, and my current pastor really helped me to work things through and stuff like that. And I think that also helped in my healing and stuff. And, um, and I think it took some years. It doesn't, it doesn't, it doesn't heal overnight because I left in 2013. I wouldn't say I started to heal probably after 2017, 2018. You know, and stuff wow. like that. Recently, yeah, exactly. And I think my at the time she was my fiance. Now she's my wife. Now she's been a definitely a great factor in in helping me do that as well. So because at the time, I think when I initially left, you know, me, I told you my sister, she's part of it. She's part of the leadership team in the ICC. We didn't have any sort of relationship whatsoever. But um, over time now, in fact, things got so bad when my sister got married. I didn't even go. Because you got married in the ICC. <clears throat> okay. I, I wasn't going to ask anything about, about your sister, but I will mention yeah. this, though. I will mention this. Mm. So mm. 
you and your brother left the ICC, but mm. your uh, your sister remained, and yes. not just remained, but she's part of the leadership team. Yep. And and you mentioned that things were so uh, estranged that you didn't even yes. attend her her wedding. Yeah. If if it's okay with you, I'd rather just leave that. Yes. I'd rather just leave that there. And, fair enough, fair and if she if she wants to tell her side of the story sometime, when then the invitation is certainly open. Fair but 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 I think it's important to notice or to give notice to the fact that this did cause a divide in your family. Yes, it did. It did. You know? it did yes. And and it's and it's still there. Mm. Let, let me ask you something else, Eni. Mm. <sighs> I've used the word cult to describe the mm. ICOC. Mm. And even though the ICOC and the ICC are two different organizations, <laughs> legally, <laughs> um, there's a lot of similarities. Yeah. More than more than a few. Mm. Pertaining to the ICC, mm. one could call it a cult and one could not call it a cult. Yeah. And, and that word cult, I've come to experience, is that it mm. really... It really sets some people off. Yes. It, re it really upsets some people. Like, I've had conversations with people that are bothered by my use of the word. Mm. And they don't think that it pertains to this organization, and they don't think that it matters to use the word. Mm. That's a whole nother discussion. Mm. Where are you with that word, cult? as it pertains to the ICC today? Yeah, it's a, it's a difficult one because obviously, as you know, the ICC, ICOC has a defense against that word per se. Uh, I think it had high control. I think I would rather say that now. I don't think that using the word cult is helpful in terms of, um, you know, especially if you're speaking to them or anyone listening, because I think it just triggers and it just literally closes down there if that if they were quite open, maybe let me listen. But if they look at the word call, you can say, you know what, that's it. It was definitely high control, definitely, and it definitely what I call a group that infantilizes people. So you don't grow. You have to. You, you're, and I remember when I initially left, I felt, do I have to seek permission for every life decision, every decision on earth? And you couldn't feel confident enough to make your own decisions. And I think that's what I would call it. I definitely a high control infantilizing group i have to i have to respect that you know I, I have to respect that because everyone comes to their own conclusions about about the church well let me ask you this then let me ask you this if somebody wanted to join the group what would you tell them i, w I wouldn't necessarily tell them no i would give them the information my experience this is what you do decisions up to you yeah I think before I would have said, never join, don't do this, don't do that. I would say, this is what they do. They're not necessarily upfront with their studies and stuff, but um, you know, but this is what their goal is, and this is what they will require of you. So literally tell them it's literally I tell them the full contract before they sign. It's a bit like when you sign, um, you know, when you let's say you sign for an online service, none of us reads the terms and conditions. I say read the terms and conditions before you do it, and I explain it to them. <laughs> well done sir i think the name of this episode is going to be called terms and conditions 
you you did it, Eni. You've named your own episode, man. I like thank it. You, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks for tuning in to the Reclamation Podcast. We hope that you've enjoyed what you've heard thus far. If you would like information on how to support this program, please check out the Support This Program link located in this episode's description. See you next time.